1: Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who Rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. This week it's all about daddy issues as we get ready to discuss Father's Day. Fun fact, Father's Day is usually in June, but today we're celebrating it on whatever today's day is. Are we we celebrating Father's Day or are we just talking about this episode? We're talking about the episode of Doki Who, which is called Father's Day, but I I feel like we can also celebrate it. Shout out to dads everywhere. If you're a dad, shout out to you, shout out to your children, shout out to your dad, shout out to Keith, shout out to Carl, shout out to the dads of the podcast. Two legends of the game. <laughs> Two legends of the game. I had a drink with Keith this weekend. You did, Spider-Man. actually, yeah. That's your dad, not mine. No, <laughs> I, I haven't <laughs> had a drink with your dad in some time. I feel like... Ever. I I suppose you didn't. Yeah, there was no kind of opportunities for graduation to get have a drink, was there the well, last time I saw him? No. This is going back a good, like, what, five, six years ago now? <laughs> How was your weekend? Like? <laughs> No, no, we're not doing it, Nathan. Tell us what this podcast is. Uh, I mean, I just did. In the, oh, you, in the intro. you did, Nathan. Hello, we're talking about Father's Day. We're not celebrating Father's Day. Why not? Because you we should. Because now you've segued and you've you've done a silly, and now I'm 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 putting my foot down. This is a regimented podcast, and we're here to discuss Doctor Who and Doctor Who only. Daddy is laying down the law. No, no, there's no more daddy business in here. All right, we cannot discuss dads at all for the rest of the episode then. Not a single dad in any fictional universe or otherwise can be discussed then. Okay. Is this the law you're creating? Because there might be an issue. I, regret, okay. I regret it immediately today. <laughs> yeah. It looks, if it's any would. consolation and it's completely unrelated, I have Martha with me. So listeners of the show can, get, uh, can rest easy knowing that I still have my Martha on my desk. I feel like I need a little something. It's not fair. I do have a little, a little Bradley Walsh toy somewhere that you inexplicably bought me once for some reason. I've, I've pretty much in the last couple of years I've sent two things to your house because we, we, if you don't know, me and Nathan don't live anywhere near each other. Um, I, the things I've sent to Nathan's house is one a like seven foot tall Chewbacca uh, cardboard cutout. And the He's other one is right just now. a Bradley Walsh uh, action figure. I mean, it's, yes. it's Graham, but it's a ma- it's, it's it's Bradley, Bradley Walsh in Walsh. normal clothes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it's just maybe we could we Walsh could get Walsh them together cool. and we, we could pretend Martha is on an episode of The Chase. That would be great. Oh, that would be great. Yes, <laughs> would it? <laughs> the Chase is on. Anyway, <laughs> let's we're not here to talk about Bradley Walsh or Martha did or he, The wait, Chase. Just before that, did he okay, ever say guess... The Chase is on in Doctor Who? No. No. Of course he didn't. Why would he ever say The Chase is on in Doctor Who? I feel like there was a lot of opportunities where The Chase would have been on and it could have yeah. been good to say it. First of all, The Chase is owned and produced by ITV. So ah, I see. No free clout, first of all. <laughs> I'd have come to a deal. I'd have come to some sort of arrangement. It has to be too big of a wasted opportunity for me. Look, if, if it were me, it would have been the first thing he said. Like, that was first line on the script. Episode one, the chase is on. Anyway. Hello, I'm, I'm the Doctor. What's your name? The Chase is on. <laughs> that should have been his character name. And then it just call it have. a day, yeah. He should have just been called Bradley Walsh, to be honest. Yeah, he should have just played Bradley Walsh. Wouldn't one day they've got to do something like that? They've got to just like let someone be themselves. I feel like they've done it, but they definitely haven't. I feel like it'd be a bigger, th- bigger known thing if they had. Yeah, like, maybe in like some to... sort of like comic like relief. A, special. Yeah, like a, a national TV awards scare, some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, is is the doctor? But he's picking up Dermot O'Leary. And he's, he's late for the National Television Awards. That was a thing, wasn't it? <laughs> he's in the middle of hosting the uh, the X Factor or whatever he used to do back in the day. Does he still host the X Factor? I don't know. Does the X Factor even still on these days? It might not be, you know. I, I'm, I am so out of touch with what is on the Masked was... Singer. That's all. The Mar- oh yeah, that's the new one, isn't it? Whoever hosts the Masked Singer should come. To- <laughs> this is nonsense. This is no- what is this? What's not, going on? It's not even funny. I <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> Just two dickheads talking about TV shows they don't watch anyway. <laughs> um, Let's talk hello. about a TV show we do watch, Nathan. Yes, uh, and the almost twenty-year-old one at that. Um, yes, Lawrence. Father's Day. Yes, Happy Father's Day. No, the episode of Doki Who, Ah. season one, episode seven? Uh, I think it's eight. I could be wrong. No, I think you are wrong. No, no, you're not. You're right. Yep, my apologies. Um. Ah. Yep, you are right. Oh, we're more than halfway through. Um... Oh bloody hell so the, the night doctor's tenure is coming to a close almost he, his days are numbered uh, but we don't need to worry about that for now we need to worry about what is potentially one of the best episodes of doctor who so far like uh, a, a banger if if there ever was one an I absolute would say. banger and my god does it is it welcomed after the travesty that was yes. last week's episode Last week was a rough time. If you didn't make it through last week's episode, look, I don't blame you. It was a difficult time for us. It was a difficult time for everyone involved. Um, the long game is not often remembered as a masterpiece. And I would say neither is Father's Day, but it should be. I don't think, maybe not remembered as a masterpiece. I, I Again, one that I haven't seen uh, in, uh, I would say, uh, easily 10 years. Yes, um, but still, but one that I remembered for being good, like I, I remembered Father's Day had a certain, uh, like, reception around it where people enjoyed it. I don't believe I did. I enjoyed it though. I very much had a, 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 a <laughs> I just had a stroke. <laughs> a Nathan, topic. can you smell burning toast? That you say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely had a. Uh, good time watching this episode which is surprising given the content 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 am i are having you, a stroke are, <laughs> are you going? okay i don't know maybe i'm dying <laughs> we've had for context we've had one week off of podcasting and nathan <laughs> I, is nathan is this shaky and rambly i've forgotten how to talk that's okay well look, let me let me ease you in uh the doctor and rose are traveling to november the 7th of 1987 that uh, is my sister's birthday is Not it 1987? But November the seventh. How old is she now? no. you've already said it wasn't an actual year. 30- year thirty. She's she's thirty two. Lovely. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope she doesn't die. I, I don't know where you want me to go with that. <laughs> I don't know. Just a fee. Okay. Good. Well, now that we're all clued in, uh, <laughs> why why are the Doctor and Rose going there, Nathan? Because Rose. Is enacting on her master plan that she's been hatching since the beginning. Oh no. Ever since she got her grubby little eyes on this grubby little time machine, she has been scheming yeah. and formulating and devising a plan to rip apart time itself. And to selfishly take what's hers? No, no, absolutely not. Um, say if if she if that had been a master plan all along, she sure fucks it up real quick. <laughs> she she does, she does. <laughs> um, no, Rose would like to go and see her father before he died, which I think is a a um, a what's the word I am looking for? A um, a reasonable request, yeah. I, I mean, it, especially since. It is obviously it is obviously revealed with the op- the episodes opening that um, Rose doesn't have any memories of her father. Yes, she was like what like a baby when he died, like one maximum. Yeah, she she looks like pretty much like a newborn, basically. Yeah, a wee baby. <laughs> we don't know anything about babies. That could, no, could be true. Don't. That could not, not be. That true. baby could have been ten years old. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think it's yeah, it's a fairly reasonable request. I'm surprised the Doctor is as willing as he is. Yeah, I feel, I feel like maybe now he'd be like, absolutely not. This is yeah, this is this is a bad idea all around. But we, um, we one of the redeeming ep- uh, things about last week's episode, one of the uh, literally the only things that I enjoyed about it uh, was we've already started to see uh, the Doctor trust Rose more and more. Yes, um, so I, I'd imagine in his mind he's assuming that rose won't act like a like anyone that has a basic concept or understanding of the concept of time travel knows you don't touch yourself in the in 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 your timeline you don't interact with yourself because like the butterfly effect and all of that shit right um but no that that goes that goes awry fairly quickly uh i've is she is she just there to watch it for the start like I think the the idea is because um, we we get the return of Jackie, which is always welcome. Um, a younger Jackie, although it looks exactly the same, um, <laughs> is telling a younger Rose about about her father and how unfortunately he died alone. It was a hit and run job. No one was there with him before the ambulance came. He'd pa- he'd already passed, and so Rose basically just wants to to be there with him and make sure he doesn't die alone basically i quite, I quite like that i don't way. think it's just a case of i want to go see him die cause... yeah no i know it's probably not that <laughs> um i do i did i did kind of crack a smile at the um uh at, at, at jackie very openly describing her father's death and uh, mm. to like rose who who can't have been more than five years old um yeah. and she's like you got mowed down by some guy around the corner like we don't know who he is but he was dead he got flatlined <laughs> by a car like and rose is just looking the entire time being like oh oh my daddy <laughs> that's no good well, well, do you do you want us to lie to her no but like i don't know sugarcoat it a bit i feel like she's quite blase oh, but jackie is quite blase that's isn't jackie she? though isn't it yeah yeah that's why that's why we love her no bullshit with Jackie. She does it, it is. She does. She does. But Rose. Straight to your face. So so Rose. Rose is overcome with emotion at the start. She gets it wrong. She's just seen her dad get clotheslined by a car, and she misses her window. Um. And I, I don't like that. It's it's um. I don't know. It's it's real, and it's it's brutal. There's something about it. It's not like it's not all. You know, Doctor Who can be quite often it can be quite, you know, magical and, and give you a chance to do things that you would never really get to do. And yeah. and you get to go to all these far-off worlds and explore all these different times and everything like that. And then here, it's just like a, a sudden crash to reality. Just watching a man die in a very ordinary way and his daughter not being able to do anything about it. I don't know There's just some very real... Uh, it, there's just something really nice there uh, the contrast about what the show usually is in that moment is is something mm. which I really enjoy in that moment. I think that's overall, I think that's one of the strengths of the episode in general because when you boil it down the start <clears> of the episode, not to get too ahead of ourselves but Pete's fate is the same either way but the way Pete's yes. fate comes about is so much more palatable and respectable. At first, like I think something that doesn't sit well with Rose is probably the reason she wants to go and see it happen anyway yeah. it's because it's such a needless accident that did not yeah. need to take her father away from her like he goes to buy like a vase or something as a wedding present and because he was at at street corner at a certain time he's just dead and yeah. um, no one was with him he died alone like it's one of the like it's it's kind of gut wrenching like how tragic Pete's life amounted in the end or what yeah. it amounted to um, but no, you're mm-hmm. right, I like the I like the nature of just, like, that's what it is sometimes. Sometimes Rose can see, like, civilizations fall and stuff, but she's confronted with such a painful thing for her that she does just fuck it up, and then she... She bottles it. Yeah, she bottles it, and then, like, mm-hmm. the established rules of time, you know, she just throws them out the window. She's not new to the time-travelling situation now, by now. She's done it enough. No. But yeah, she just I throws out when... those kind of... Um, those rules out the window because she has a gut instinct and she wants to do it. I think when she asks the doctor if they can do it again, she knows that like it, it, we shouldn't do this. She knows this yeah. is risky. This is a bad situation, and obviously he knows that as well. But they're getting they're getting to a point now in their relationship, and and this is this is what I like about the the um, the arc, if you will, of the ninth doctor. I feel like. Episode one, two three, he's not doing this at all. No. Not not a fucking chance. But now that he's had time to with Rose, he's softened a little bit. Um now he's he's more willing. He's probably foolishly does something that he shouldn't and, and decides to go back and, and be a little bit more compassionate. I like uh, his his kind of like his half commitment to sticking to the rules as well. Rose Rose says like she doesn't think she can do it on the second go around and he's yeah. like Okay, well, just so you know that if you can't, that's your last chance. You won't, you'll never get to do this again. Yeah, Uh, and he's like in that moment. You can see he's like, we should not be here right now. Yeah, we should be gone. But it is, it is just the he's he's his shell's softening a little bit, and he and he can't say no to his friend, which is quite nice. Yeah, Um, but but then it all goes tits up. It does. (laughs) So, So Rose. She she sees her chance, basically. She She's lived without her dad for m- most of... Uh, the majority of her life, basically all of her life. And now she, she sees her chance to change it, to correct that, and save her dad's life, and destroying time in the process. And what does she do, Lawrence? So she runs uh, and kind of pushes Pete out of the way of the car. Uh, and mm-hmm. Pete is very much so, like... What you see that car almost bloody bleak? Bloody... It's very East End, isn't it? Like straight yeah. away, he's an East End boy, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. He, he's I mean, from d- fucking where's he from? I don't know, Myland or whatever. He, in someone in this episode, I can't remember who does call him like a Delboy-esque figure. Rose calls him Delboy. There we go. Um, but Delboy's from Peckham. Huh? Oh, is he? Yeah, I lived near Peckham once. Maybe <laughs> I'm Delboy. <laughs> no, you're, not, you're nothing like Delboy. <laughs> I, I I have the van, the three-wheeled van or something. <laughs> no, is that Del- what they do? <laughs> He he don't. Is that Mr Bean that has a three wheeled car? No, no, no. Mr Mr. Bean's enemy has a three wheeled. His enemy. Yeah, there's the enemy, isn't there? Who's his enemy? Mr Bean drives around in his little green mini. But then he's got he's got like a rival who drives around in the three wheeled car, and he hates whoever that guy is. Um, (laughs) I don't recall Mr Bean ever having a nemesis. You not no, I, maybe I, that's just in the animated series. I don't know. Um, but but yeah, that's the case. And also, yes, Del Boy and and Rodney they also have the um the three wheeled van, the yeah. Reliant Robin Trotters Independent. That's traders. the one I was trying to remember the name of it. Titco, <laughs> lovely. That's what uh, it is. I know, I know it. Is. New York, Paris, and Peckham. Good. <laughs> It's a great well, Rose, Rose pushes him out of the way, and she effectively uh, <laughs> kicks off. The, I don't think they're actually named in this episode, are they? What? But we start seeing some ominous shots. The of, Reapers. Are they called the Reapers at any point in the episode? I ooh. Now that you mentioned that. I don't know. I was trying to listen out for it because I knew I couldn't remember what they were called. They're definitely but, called the Reapers. Yeah, because I know they have an official name. They have an official card. <laughs> Nathan's, Nathan's been collecting. Um, no, but um, as far as I can tell, everyone in the episode calls them like monsters. Not. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe they aren't named. Maybe they were named for the trading card. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things like like Star Wars does that a lot. Somehow Star Wars in like the original Star Wars film, like nothing is ever named. But then everyone's just like, oh yeah, that's an Ewok. Like everyone knows. Someone. Yeah. Oh, that's tr- so. oh that's surprisingly true when you think about yeah. It, isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck oh, that is weird yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well anyway so that yeah that that happens we start getting uh some ominous shots the, funnily enough right and i don't want to jump ahead too far um mm. the the kind of the red tinted ominous like pov of the Pretty bad no I, I, but the thing is i think it still works because they don't they don't immediately show you like what it is and i think that yeah, that in the previous episode we had a similar situation. We had POV eye shots from a creature above. Yeah, and it was just boring and terrible. But this, they don't reveal it straight away. You you have to kind of wait and really see what's happening, and you don't understand what's going on for a large portion of it. I think it works better um, uh, a little bit later on in the episode. I don't mind it. It's just a, it's just. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think it definitely works better a little bit later in the episode where we're we're not seeing it from the monsters, the Reapers point of view. Um, it's You know, when young Mickey's in the playground and then like all his friends and uh, and everyone, his mum are disappearing from behind him and that sort of stuff. And yeah. he never sees them being taken. It's just like he looks away and then he looks back and they're gone and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, that's where it's done much more effectively, I think. Yeah, when it's um, when it's only like one person there and you haven't got really like any kind of like horror esque angles to play around. Yes, with, um, it definitely is weaker. And but again, just the concept of it looks cheap because I mean, like, what else is new on this podcast? It's two thousand and five stu- yeah. and stu- uh, shoestring budget. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's effective. And that that shot where yeah Mickey is on the swing and his mum's pushing him and then it the the shot kind of follows back and his mum's just not there anymore. Mm. It, yeah, it's effective and it makes you kind of stress um, I spent a long time a long a lot of this episode thinking Rose just straight up killed Mickey's mum, and that's the reason why for like all of his childhood Mickey lives with his nana or whatever oh maybe, yeah, but then no because she obviously would come back Every, everyone you know, comes but, back at the end yeah but, yeah but but still, I was like, oh shit, she straight up murdered Mickey's mum <laughs> brutal poor Mickey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Mickey's just been done so dirty by this woman throughout Again. all the time. Yeah, yeah, forever. Rose is destined to fuck up Mickey's life somehow. Um, um, I did I like so... Pete. Uh, sorry, go on. No, please. I did like that Pete instinctively tries to lay some Riz on his. So daughter. yeah, this is what I was going to say. I like, I like the scene where they go back to, uh, well, just a little bit before that, where they go back to Pete's flat, and like, either like the doctor's not saying anything. He's just, he's just been quiet. He's just seething a little bit, while Rose is like, "This is fine. This, this, look, this yeah, is okay. Yeah. This is good, right? Like tonics. Oh, he's got vitex here. He's, he's making little pots on the windowsill or whatever. Oh, this, this is good. This is, yeah, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> I, I, it's very funny because like. She can tell the doctor's fucked off. Yeah, the doctor knows he's obviously fucked off, but she, yeah, she's just got word vomit about. It. She's like, look at all this stuff Pete's got.
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah.
1: it'd be, it should be a shame if we had to ruin it now, wouldn't it? Because now he's, you know, like we can't, we, we, we can't go run him over with the TARDIS. Like, what's done is done. Um, no, I, I love that, and the what, another thing I love about because we spoke about how the ninth Doctor has become more empathetic um, mm. is that the second he's proved wrong. Uh, he he, like you know, she she Rose has kind of chipped away at his walls, and then he's put up a fucking brick one in front of her. Like the yeah. second that he's proven right, he just reverts back to calling Rose like a stupid ape, yeah, who doesn't, um, <clears throat> who like. There's a lovely line in this about um how it's always it's never about seeing the universe; it's always about what the universe can do for him. And yeah. you know, considering what Adam did in the last episode, like it probably is on the tip of his tongue, because that is what like humans instinctively are selfish um Mm. and we'll try and find out what can be done to help them but no i just love that the ninth doctor just reverts straight away to being like oh for fuck's sake like i I knew i was right yeah um that's very very interesting yeah i like that little argument they have and she's like (laughs) yes i'm I'm not i'm not I'm not stupid. You'll just hang around the TARDIS like some sad little idiot or whatever. That's, yeah. that's <laughs> you a fun bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Doctor is a big simp. <laughs> He's just going go to go, wait at the tardies like a bitch. Yeah. Um, no, I like that argument. It's, I think it's the first time we've, we see anything like that from the Doctor and Rose. Um, at this point, there's never really been there's there's been a bit of you know a bit of tension and a bit of oh you, you did that wrong or or whatever but never to this scale never to. Well, it's the this first time intensity? Rose checks him on his shit because mm. she's absolutely right. The Ninth Doctor will just go to the TARDIS and sulk for a few hours. Yeah, like that's just that is instinctively what the Ninth <laughs> Doctor does. Um, yeah, very. I I I found it quite amusing that like the Doctor was like, well, give me your TARDIS key, then I'm off." And Rose's plan is then to just grow up from 1987 and then, like, eventually, like, when she's 40, watch her 19-year-old self be kicking about and then slowly wait for the cogs to turn and people be like, hey, you you look a lot like that woman that was around 20 years ago. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, yeah, a plan that does not make any sense, but I think it was manufactured like just a bit of a scrap between the Doctor and Rose. I don't think it was ever a plan. It was just, like... This is what's happening. Or just you know, here hmm. the moment sort of thing. You're not really thinking about it, are you? You're no. just like, whatever. This is this is what it is. Um, but yes, Pete tries to to lay down some game on his own daughter. Um, I like Rose's immediate reaction. She's like, I don't want any of this. You don't want any of this. Like I can promise you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah good good bit of comedy. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, one aspect that I do really, really like about this, uh, is Rose mm-hmm. learns very quickly that the absence of Pete has allowed Jackie to see their marriage through like rose tinted glasses. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. It's, it's very much not idyllic, but you can see why they are with each other when Pete, you know, Pete's justified in certain things. Like, yeah, he's a, <laughs> like, yeah, he's a, he is a proper like snake oil, uh, salesman. Yeah, but at the same time, I guess he is putting food on the table and he is providing. He's still a present father and all of this. I, um, I did like that scene where they you know they turn up the wedding and you it's it's the first time you really see Pete and Jackie together. Um, you see them at the wedding a little bit at the beginning, but but this time it's obviously a lot more in depth. Yeah, and it's it's like that thing of like, um, yeah. obvious Obviously, Jackie has told Rose only the best stuff about about her dad because as Not you no, do right, like yeah. oh your dad was an absolute dickhead like <laughs> you, and all that sort of stuff but it's also that <laughs> so thing the like five jackie to the five to five-year-old rose yeah it's a shame he died i'm fairly certain he was cheating on me though but, You know. So-
0: <laughs> hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
1: Um, it it's that thing though of when you're a kid, you don't really know your parents no. like at all. You know what they show to you, which is obviously a load of fucking bullshit. Mm. Um, but you you don't know what's actually going on in their lives, and 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 then this is like again just another touch of reality. Like Rosa her whole life, she's probably imagined this great big love story between her and her parents. Yeah. between her parents, like always, you know. They were perfect for each other, never had any issues, anything like that. Living together in a little flat, Pete with all his wonderful magical inventions and all this sort of stuff. And then the the dose of reality is that I oh, was flogging whatever he could get his hands on, probably mm. playing around a bit, and their marriage was really not that great. Um, but, I, I, but I don't even know if I necessarily agree that their marriage wasn't that great. I think it's more Rose's dad has flaws. Oh, yeah, and, and Absolutely. And she's, she's been led to believe that her dad, she says it in the end, like her dad was, you know, like it, it took all of the time meddling and everything else for her dad to get to the point where he was able to prove himself the selfless dad who committed himself gave quite literally everything for his family. Yeah. But, you know, up until that point, yeah, he hadn't really done much to prove that he was the best dad. I mean, like, be fair, where was his chance? Yeah. So like, I, yeah, I think that it's just nice um i think it's nice that jackie sees him that way and i also do think that after the argument you see rose kind of um just kind of see it happen like observe it from a distance where pete does calm jackie down because they are all in all jackie's hot-headed and pete's a knob yeah so, like they may i think they put as a couple they make perfect sense and i think that the episode like there's a there's a massive amount of credit that this episode is due because that, that's what real people look like that's what real couples look like 100% yeah so it's not all sunshines and you know rainbows and honeymoons and all 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 that sort of stuff there's a there's a harshness uh, a harsh yeah. dose of reality yeah i think so it's a struggle yeah just a couple people going through everyday shit Yes, and I and I quite like that, especially 1987 London. I did like yeah. that 1987 London um, looked exactly like 2005 London, but with a few Thatcher's posters in there. <laughs> um, it was very just again the budget on show, um, yeah. but but it did the job. 2005 London looked rough enough that it was believable enough. 2005 Cardiff, oh yeah, I apologise. It was Cardiff. <laughs> it's yeah. all of that stuff, Cardiff as well. It's obviously it's all Cardiff. London doesn't look like that. Oh, there's there's, there's some elements of the power estate that I believe. <laughs> the power estate is Cardiff. Yeah, but like it's London. The power estate is like three different estates. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Where's, yeah. The, where's the main square where the Tardis always lands? Because it doesn't want to land in the, any of the other places. What do you mean? Like where is it in the UK? Wales, probably. Yeah, I guess. I'd like to go visit it one day. Get a, <laughs> get a selfie outside of it. <laughs> Hey, I'm do you sure guys remember go. this random space in Doctor Who that hasn't been in the show for like what <laughs> fucking fifteen years? Um, one, anyway. what what do you make of the the concept of monsters who come to heal wounds in time? You get the impression that they maybe maybe weren't allowed to do this back when the Time Lords reigned. Um, uh, yeah, it seems to be the case. It seems, well, that was that was kind of like. What the Time Lords did—that was like their role. They looked after time and and that sort of stuff. They there wasn't any need for for Reapers or 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 whoever's around. Um, yeah, it was it was their role. So yeah, makes sense. I like that the um, <laughs> I don't I mean look, it's series one. They don't know yeah. what they were gonna commit to. I like that if we took the Reapers at face value, oh my god, they should have been in about a hundred episodes they, by now. They would have shown up like in so many. <laughs> like time has been broken and rewrote all the time in this show. So realistically they should be showing up every week. Really. Yeah, basically. But... Um but I yeah, no, I I quite like I quite like the concept that they're that their goal their role in i guess whatever their ecosystem is is to heal the wounds of time to... by killing and eating everyone yeah to patch up the cracks uh, yeah. by genocide yeah i guess yeah <laughs> i don't remember when i was first watching this and i don't i didn't remember it until watching it again today uh, that this is apparently worldwide stakes this isn't yeah. just affecting the local area it's it's everywhere which is crazy. You the don't... doctor says something like this: "This structure and others like it will contain the last surviving members of the human race." And I'm like, "What? Why?" <laughs> yeah, you don't really get a sense of that throughout the episode. It's no. it's because it is all very self-contained, really. Um, the doctor yeah, seems like way too relaxed widespread. about it as well. Like, yeah, not even stressed, just chilling. Um, yeah, so the Reapers show up. The doctor's back. He's telling everyone to get into the church. The priest dies, R.I.P. Um, and now everyone's stuck in the church for a little bit. Um, and, and I think this is where this is where like some of the kind of best stuff happens really in the episode because you get like you get quite a few moments of like um, of character development and growth. And there's a really nice moment I like. Uh, but it's not necessarily nice. It's just a a, a moment. Um where like the doctor and Pete are at the window and the doctor sees the car go the car that should have killed him go past. And Pete's like, Was that a car? What was that? What was that? And the doctor's like, don't worry about it. Um and, and you know right then, he knows. He knows what what it is and how to solve this. He he could have this whole thing solved in fucking 30 seconds if he just dragged pete out there and throw him and under just, a car and just fucking throw him over the bonnet <laughs> as it was going past um but he's like no i'd, I'd want to try to find another way it's again just compassionate more compassionate from uh from the doctor which i enjoy I uh, yeah i do enjoy that i like that there's yeah. um you 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 get that side of him and it's also um it's also kind of quite sad to watch Pete realize it as well. Yeah. Um and you you get a lot of that. Like the one thing one thing that I deeply appreciate about this episode um and because of how far it leans into kind of what fatherhood is and means. Um I what I really really enjoy is that there's no big reveal scene. Yeah. It's Rose slips up a few times. Pete puts Pete kind of connects the dots. Yeah, and then he's able to just look into Rose's eyes and go, "Oh fuck, okay." Mm. And like, there, there's that moment of like, it, there's no, and the moment he does realize as well, it's not like a big thing. He just is like, "Oh shit," and then he just moves past it. Yeah, and he just like quickly talks about something else. Yeah, because I, I think he knows he and he's it. putting it off as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's very good. Um, we do get a um, a rare coatless Ninth Doctor. I love that. It's ve- it makes me feel like it's less like I as I'm saying this and I'd said it at the front of the episode as well. I am I'm holding the action figure of Martha Jones <laughs> and often Doctor Who costumes especially in the earlier series can feel like when a cartoon character opens their wardrobe and they have the same outfit <laughs> laid out 7 times yeah. for each day of the week. Yeah. Um I like that the coat comes off I just, I don't know why it happens. <laughs> it feels like it. it's, it doesn't mean anything. It just is rare. Yeah, I'm, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. He's got like a, a green like shirtless, like he's got like, he feels like he's wearing like a shirtless jumper. A shirtless jumper? So like, like, what the fuck is a shirtless jumper? Like, so no, it's not a thing, but it's like when you wear a jumper and underneath you wouldn't wear like a t-shirt. Whereas I would normally wear a T-shirt and then a jumper, it feels like the Ninth Doctor is wearing a thin, kind of cotton green jumper, but with no shirt underneath it. Yeah, like the Ninth Doctor's not got time for T-shirts. <laughs> There's no chance.
0: This is a weird little. I like it. It's interesting, <laughs> and
1: I don't think you see it an awful lot. You don't. You don't. You don't. I think this is really one of the. Only times he takes off his jacket, I think. You see um, him, you see him shirtless in um, Dalek. Yes, he's shirtless in Dalek. He's got his, he's got his Christopher Eccleston body on show. But no, I yeah, I just, I just think you don't see it an awful lot, and I, I think it looks nice. I think he, I think he should, he should more often take because that's got to be a massively hot jacket as well. Yeah, I do like changes in the Doctor's outfits. I um it's it's really subtle you you can't see it much but occasionally the doctor's jumper changes episode to episode mm. sometimes he'll wear a little red jumper sometimes he's got his little green jumper on um there remains the like doctor, one constant doesn't there yeah there's there's one like overall theme and then like little things here and there changes the tenth doctor you know sometimes he'll wear a tie sometimes he won't wear a tie sometimes he'll wear a blue suit the best suit sometimes he'll wear a ratty oh. ugly brown suit it's a Fucking um, wait! Wait till we get to the second. Part. Wait till season three, and the cards, the gloves will really come off on this podcast because that blue suit is fucking hideous. You are how dare you? It's are so and the so, red, the red converse combination. It's so good. It's his best look. The brown suit is fuck ugly, nah, man. you want the brown uh, suit with a no, brown coat? I the it's too, top. it's too much brown. It's too much. But it's just a big brown beige boy. Oh, that's fine because when he takes no. off that big brown coat, which he often does, and he and he throws it over the TARDIS thing. Oh, great. Yes, and he's got a lovely blue suit underneath. him. No, he's yeah, there looking like an action suit. hero. No, he's not. And an action his lovely hero. burgundy Converse. It Looks is like great. he's gone to Moss Bros for his six form outfit. You are incorrect, and you know nothing about fashion with your sh- with your fucking shirtless jumpers. Nathan, and your- let's. Never mind all of this. And can we talk about the age difference between Rose and Mickey? Because <laughs> I am. I don't confused. think it's huge. I think it's like five years at most. I think it's enough when Rose is 19. I think it's enough. <laughs> eh, 19, 20, 24, 25. Eh. Uh, look, I'm 26. Nope. I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm not yeah. doing it now because I'm married, Nathan. I don't know if you heard <laughs> that um, was there, <laughs> um, but no, not a chance. I don't think it's that bad. It, it's five years at the most. Pedo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> she's nineteen. I know. Is he nineteen? So, wait, no, he's not nineteen. In, no, so she's in, nineteen. Yeah, so in two thousand and five, Mickey. Let's let's say that Mickey is twenty four. What, in this episode? No. In <laughs> I'd say he's about five in this. I think he looks a bit older than five. I'd put him at seven. But again, as we established earlier, we don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. what children look like. That could be a 30-year-old man for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would not know the difference. Look, all I'm saying is, any older and that's suspicious. Look. <laughs> Cue The Rock uh, doing the eyebrow meme. <laughs> that's that's all I'm look, saying. I, look, I I see. Look, I think Rose is about say one years old in this. Yeah, and I think Mickey is about five six. So that's a four five year difference. I I don't know. I think I suppose. Look, she's nineteen. She can make her own choices. She's old enough to make her own decisions. She is. I think it all comes down to, and I feel like we should try and listen out for clues surrounding this, when they started dating. Yes. I'm yeah. almost certain School Reunion mentions about their time at school together, which would imply that Mickey potentially groomed Rose. I know this is not the <laughs> content people want to hear, Nathan. I'm just as surprised as you on the rewatch that I'm having to talk about this. I I don't think that's the case. Well... well this this idea you're putting out there now, I don't think it's the case. I hope it's not. Um <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. We like but... Mickey. Again. <laughs> again to stress we don't like Noel Clark. <laughs> no, but we like Mickey. Um yes. I well. Great. What a what a spanner you've thrown in the works of everything. Here? <laughs> um Alright, well let's let's I don't know. Let's should, should we talk about Pete? Pete, Pete's death. Pete's death. Yes, he dies. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that <laughs> it? No, no, no. Um, I like. Yeah. So Pete dies. He Pete finds the courage. Uh, he very quickly realizes what's gotta what's gotta happen. Um, yes. And I I quite like that he says to rose you know like she was trying to comfort him earlier and the roles completely flip around he's now going to protect her from what has to happen yeah Uh, and i quite like he's like i never did read you those bedtime stories that was all a lie but there's there's only one thing that i can ever do for you Mm. Uh, and it's this and i and i i quite like it and i like i also like the philosophy that they don't layer it in sadness you know pete pete was able to pete's pete's death they kind of show two versions of it one at the start one at the end pete's death and in the beginning of the episode is a very very tragic one as we spoke about earlier um you know meaningless he dies for absolutely nothing complete freak accident and he's alone and in this time he chooses to die he knows that his daughter grows up to be you know to have at the very least an interesting life (laughs) even if he doesn't fully understand what that means um and he chooses to sacrifice himself uh for jackie and rose and obviously everyone else but obviously more so jackie and rose there's a great moment and it's really it's absolutely nothing special at all it's it's just the way it was just simply shot really um and it's at, at this point in the story the doctor has been you know, gobbled up by one of those big monster bad boys, the Reapers. Um and then because of what Pete's done, he and everyone else on Earth are back. And there's just a great moment, like you don't see any big return from him or anything. It's just that the camera's lingering on Rose and then suddenly the doctor just steps into frame beside her. Yeah. And he's oh he's like oh, he's back now. And it's just and then he just tells her to go go to him, go be by his side. And there's something about that. It's just it's really good it's Mm. just a really interesting way of doing it especially when you're working with a shoestring budget and especially when you have all these challenges and stuff um the limitations can be quite beneficial sometimes yeah i I think there's definitely something to be said about how like when you can't when you can't make something feel grand yeah you zero in on how to make it emotional because it needs to stick with you one way or another Hundred um, percent. Yeah, and you're right. I think that I think it is great that there's no big reveal. Um, it's also <laughs> like I kind of, I guess it kind of on a lesser kind of scope. It lends to the idea that this is just a Tuesday for the Ninth Doctor. <laughs> like he's like, oh, I got eaten. That's fine. Yeah, like it's back. It is what it is. I just appeared. <laughs> you know, like the mouth pop. Like a, I just appeared yeah. back on in the street. Uh. Dude, just fucking destroyed his entire race like three weeks ago i think he can handle just being eaten by a big bat for an hour or whatever probably a nice holiday for him (laughs) just being out of existence for a minute like you know (laughs) you know in the pilot episode when he's like i can feel the earth spinning and i that's who i am and all of that stuff like i'd want a break from that if that was going (laughs) on 24 7 for me Probably the only five minutes of peace and quiet he's ever had, really. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'll let Rose figure <laughs> this one out. Like I trust her I trust her enough as long as she doesn't go and touch herself as a baby or something. <laughs> um, she did. Yeah, she did. She did. She Although did she? I feel like she kinda of just grabbed the whatever the rap was. Oh, that's enough. Oh, I see. <laughs> <It's> just, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a bit unless she's like holding the baby by the face. <laughs> it's probably not gonna She happen. fucking imprinted on Mickey as well. No wonder like Mickey's obsessed with her. Yeah, that was obviously a joke, but, like, at the same time, Mickey is obsessed with her. Yeah. Dude puts up with so much stuff (laughs) most people wouldn't. And she killed his mum. And she killed his mum. So if we take anything away from this episode, it's (laughs) that Mickey has groomed Rose, and for revenge, Rose has gone back in time to kill her mum and imprint on him. Exactly. And that brings me... Or us to our favourite segment of the show, to my favourite segment, and to Scarch's favourite segment.
0: Weirdo of the week. Weirdo.
1: What a great theme song that's exactly the perfect length. Anyway, um and everyone says so on Twitter. Uh, so. So, this is the segment of the show where we like to celebrate and take a look at the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters, I'm dropping my cream egg, that grace our screens each and every week on this wonderful little show called Docky Who that we love so much. And we like to take a moment and just focus in on some of the weird characters that we come across. So Lawrence, who is your Weirdo of the Week from Father's Day? Uh, so my and it weirdo, better not be mine. Oh no! My weirdo of the week, Nathan, is um, the father of the groom.
0: No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's mine. Well, I, I, tell
1: you, I tell you what. In 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 weirdo of the week, uh, in weirdo of the week spirit, let me pass the mic to you, <laughs> and I will see if our answers line up. Nathan, why is he your weirdo of the week as well as mine? <laughs> <laughs> is it because he's the only one yeah. that's weird well he's he's not the only one that's weird there's, I'm, I'm sure there's others <laughs> but he's like well first of all his son is getting married okay you'd as you know you you'd imagine that that's a usually a happy time for any father it's, it's a day to be celebrated to be proud of your boy for for growing up and, you know, and, and moving on with his life and doing all this. But, my God, he... I don't know what is going on, but he fucking hates this woman. And she, and she wants, seems polite and nice. She seems lovely. But he <laughs> wants nothing to do with this marriage or any part of it. He spends the entire time he's alive trying to convince his son to stop this now. To stop... To not get married and to uh, you know do whatever i i love that the the commitment to the bit where the bride is arriving at the church and he's like not too late to pull out of it it's absolutely <laughs> too late to pull out of it <laughs> yeah like where the only way the only place you can go is out the door and past the bride <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what happened in their life He's got a big '80s phone as well. He has got a big '80s, and he carries it about as well. I quite enjoy that. Like he's got that in his suit. It was even talking to we. We were right. If you haven't worked it out yet, it was my (laughs) wedding this weekend. Just gone. Nathan and I were wearing some (laughs) form-fitting. Yeah, thank you. Nathan and I were wearing form-fitting suits. I tell you, there's nowhere I could put that phone. (laughs) <laughs> not that phone, it's fucking huge, mate. <laughs> but then again, 80s suits, it's all big, isn't it? It's oh, all, it is big. big. It's all yeah. baggy, swaggy trousers and such. Yeah. yeah. Probably got pockets for days in there. Relentless pockets. <laughs> yeah. Nice hair from Jackie as well. Jackie's hair is great. Looking good. Anyway, that's your weirdo with the week. as the guy on the phone. <laughs> yours is Jackie's hair. No, it's so... not. That's mine was a good one as well. <laughs> So there we go, our first weird of the week where we've uh, we've joined forces. I'm surprised well. that it hasn't ha- it hasn't happened sooner. Me too, to be honest. Eight episodes. Yeah. Look and forward to go. us always <laughs> fucking matching the same one. Um, I, fa- I just somehow I knew that we'd have this. I don't know how, but I was like. Because we've said it for the past like six months now. Slim pickings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but starting uh, to think it's just not a good segment at this point. No, Lawrence. You're I'm right, and it has that. the perfect length theme song too. It's exactly. It's the greatest segment with the greatest theme song. Um, But yeah, sure, whatever. Wedding, Dad. I'm glad you died. <laughs> but then you came back to life. Um, Looking forward to seeing a much more bolder you in season two. Has he come back? Pete Tyler's in season two. In a few oh, of them. Oh, I was talking about the, the thingy dad. Who? Oh. The the guy was just the weirdo of the wee guy. He's got, he's got a pretty bald head as well. He had a massive bald patch. I don't know if you saw it. I know someone else who got married with we a bald patch. But... I... I couldn't. I could spend all day and I couldn't figure out who you mean. Is so, you. Oh, um... oh no! <laughs> <laughs> come on. Well, after I've been unceremoniously destroyed... Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast uh new episodes of this podcast go out every monday at 10 a.m uh, you can follow us on twitter we are at still got legs pod uh, give us a review explain, explain, explain. what's going to show you my new sound <laughs> okay let's pause for a second everyone listen to nathan's new sound it's explain, explain, explain. <laughs> quite good i like that. <laughs> you didn't dust that off at any point today i didn't. I, mean, I only just remembered literally just this second okay well nathan would you like me to explain how to leave a review i would love you to explain,
0: explain,
1: explain. how to leave a review uh i don't know the method it depends on how you're listening uh give us whatever the top uh star or number uh system is we would very much appreciate you sharing this around with your friends any hoovians you know that you'd like to share the good times and the get Mickey them on board talk, get them on board for a good time Follow us uh, on twitter at still got I legs Pods. did that uh, okay sorry <laughs> nathan <laughs> we've got another podcast as well don't we We do. It's called Another Happy Pod. It comes out every Friday at 10am. This week's episode, um, which came out on Friday, was... Wait, I'm confused. It's last week's, isn't it? This week's is last week's. I don't know. It was bad. No. It's good. It's all good. Uh, It's good. It's good stuff, but it's out of date. (laughs) (laughs) It's long expired. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We were busy, alright? There was a wedding. Yeah, fuck fuck off, everyone. It was my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan, play that theme and let's do some chat as it comes on. How How are you next? (laughs) (laughs) Very good.